Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Husker Half Hour, and happy day before game day. It's me, your host, Ben Herbal, alongside my brother, Elijah. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about some injury updates and hot take conspiracies. We're going to recap last weekend, Illinois versus Eastern Michigan, and look at the importance for this game for Illinois and the importance of this game for Nebraska. We're going to take a look at Lovey's hot seat, and we're going to talk about what we want to see from this game. We're going to give you some MVP predictions and a score prediction, and then we're going to send you off into the weekend. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Go Husker half hour. We're back. Ben. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Games on Saturday. Uh, you nervous? You, you worried? You excited? How are we doing? I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Big 10 plays here. Uh, this is where our destiny is formed. Destiny is in our hands at this point. Let's start off on a good foot. Now, I have some exciting news to bring, Ben. Really? Is on, uh, just in? Just in today. Really? And that's on Brendan Hymas. Saw him today at Old Father Hall. And he was walking up the stairs. Yeah. And, uh, I was walking behind him. And what was his butt like? I wasn't looking there. I okay. was checking out his right ankle. Okay. Ben, the injury. Like a true journalist. Yeah. <laughs> I had my Investigative eyes, reporter. I had my eyes on the prize. That yeah. was the right ankle. Had you, how long had you been following him at this point? Uh, three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so field. walking up behind him and no walking boot, no tape, flip flops. Flip flops. Thongs is something. No color. noticeable bruising, no noticeable limp. He's been practicing in full pads, so it makes me think that he's good, but... Hot take. You saw him in the flesh walking upstairs in flip-flops. In flip-flops. You'd think he'd be wearing some more supportive shoes if he truly had a high ankle sprain, right? Yeah. Something he wouldn't roll, yeah. What if, Saturday night, he's on the field, he poops himself. Sore pride. What? What if he poops himself, and to get off that field, he had to fake an injury? That's what happened. It's like um, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce pooped himself. <laughs> yeah, when Paul Pierce pooped himself in the NBA Finals, and he like everyone's like, "Oh, he tore his knee he's out." So he's like, bad. In, he's like he in a whole like bunch a, of pain in a wheelchair. Yeah, and they they wheelchair him off the court. <laughs> <laughs> and, because... and five minutes later, he comes jogging back onto the court to a standing ovation because he just pooped himself. He's got a new <laughs> pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah. and he admitted to it on live TV this year. That's so. That's Did he really? Part. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull up this clip right now. Actually, we'll, we'll throw it in later. Okay. Take a listen to what Paul Pierce had to say about pooping himself in the NBA Finals. I have a confession to make. Whoa. I just had to go to a bathroom. A number a one or a I had to go two. to the bathroom. But why did you need a wheelchair to get to the bathroom? It was that bad. I, it was something went down. I had to go to the bathroom. Oh. You were streaking. Okay. Anywho. Dudes, uh, injuries. That's it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Elijah, <laughs> your theory is that Brendan Hymas really didn't hurt anything he merely pooped himself and they probably didn't have another pair of pants or anything for him and we're already up like 44 what to 8 their, what color are their home pants white oh we would have been able to see that there's compressions and stuff underneath oh i don't know 
I want somebody who is up close and personal. Hot take. Smell test. I wanted somebody to get up and smell him. Hot take. <laughs> he and he pretty much immediately went to the locker room. Oh, quickly. But did they, he come back out? The, he had him on his feet, and then most of the way off the field, he had no weight on his ankle. And then right before he got to to the uh, the tunnel, he began walking. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Mm, let the conspiracy begin. So this game. He will be How out funny there. would that be, though, if he just pooped himself? <laughs> and he's going to be wearing Huggies <laughs> for the Illinois game, just in case. Sweet. All right, Elijah. Thank you for the round of applause, everybody listening, for Elijah. Good work, Elijah. And you're truly, truly breathtaking investigative reporter. Was, was, was that applause there? Was that dubbed in? That's, I don't think there's Woo! 40 people here. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! No, we're in front of the live studio audience for the show. Audience cheer. Yeah! You couldn't dub that one in? (laughs) You just leave me with awkward silence? Come on. Get better editing, Ben. (laughs) I only have so many, so many skills. Putting in a crowd is not one of them. Especially if it makes you look like an idiot. Yeah, go to YouTube and do cheering. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, let's make some noise for Ben. (laughs) Dub that in. Well, it's more more that people love cheering for me. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody, give it up for Elijah. That's, Sorry, man. It's that, just the crowd. Is that a cockroach? It's the crowd. Hilarious. It wasn't, it, Hilarious. Cockroaches don't make noise. It was a cricket. Oh, dang it. Uh, anyway, moving on to conspiracy. While we're on the topic, might as well hit uh, Can Taylor Britt as well. How's that looking? Um, He sounds like he was a stinger. I'm hearing no sling for whenever he was at a public what event a this week. pansy. Maybe not a stinger. Pansy. It, I I'm hearing they're going to hold him out precautionarily this week. It looked bad on TV. We were, Dad, who, I is, who was a nurse, bone. yeah, diagnosed broken collarbone. I mean, because what what I saw, I was uh, I was able to look at it live, and they never went up underneath the shoulder pad. What they do with a separated shoulder, they went from up around the neck, yeah. feeling collarbone, which I thought broken collarbone immediately. It sounds more like a stinger now. Um, well, good to hear. Good news. Probably at that safety position. Probably going to be held up precautionary this week, but expect him back for Ohio State. Sounds great, man. All right, now now that the conspiracy theories and the injury reports are in. Let's move on, Elijah, to the game at hand. Let's put the game in perspective by recapping uh, last year and then recapping last weekend for Illinois facing off against Eastern Michigan. Ha! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ha! <laughs> Please explain the laugh, Elijah. Um, they lost to Eastern Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Do you know what Eastern Michigan's mascot has been? Uh, I don't know, but they're the best Michigan team I've heard. So they are the East Michigan. I don't know. I don't is know what they are either. Oh. Uh, that's that's why I mentioned it because. <laughs> well, give me a second. It, it's embarrassing to lose to a team. Them. I think they're like the Eagles. Or, no, what are they? I think that's right. Eastern Michigan. That would have alliteration. Eastern Michigan. This oh, it's swoop swoop the eagle. They're no like what's like their the, the name of the mascot is swoop. He's I don't care about eagle. the name of their mascot. What is like the name of like an eagle? Eagle. I was right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the name of like their stupid that's guy what, in the that's costume. What I said <laughs> I was saying swoop the eagle. But their their mascot is not they're, they're not the Eastern Michigan Swoops. They're the Eastern Michigan Eagles. They're, no. they're, their guy in the costume is nicknamed Swoop. Uh, yes. Oh gosh. You said what is their mascot? I said he is Swoop the Eagle. I guess their nickname would be the Eagles, wouldn't it? Y- yes. <laughs> well, you, so you could argue that the Huskers mas- like the Nebraska mascot is a Husker. Eh. No, no, no. It's Herbie. He is a Husker. He husks things. Have you seen his forearms? So our our team name is the Huskers. The Corn Huskers is our team but, name. Stop. Okay. Yeah. Huskers, Cornhuskers, tomato, tomato. Why are we fighting? The Cornhuskers. And what a Cornhusker is. Did you ever see those videos of the old Cornhusking competitions? Yes, Ben. 
Weirdly enough, I have. Yeah. <laughs> we, we grew up together, Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we watched all the we same watched videos. The same we videos. had the same YouTube suggestions. So he was a corn. Sorry, why are we fighting? Speaking, why are we fighting? Speaking of YouTube why can't we suggestions, just love each other. Yeah. Last night I was watching YouTube, mm-hmm. and what would come up? But a lawn mowing video from a guy in Australia. One point four million views. <laughs> this guy had a sixteen millimeter lo- long lawn, which is one point six centimeters for all my people who don't know their millimeters. Uh-huh. Um, super easy conversion there. Like sixteen divided by yeah, whatever. It's really nice. Anyway, do that. Um, he was mad. He thought it was too long, so he trimmed it down to ten millimeters. <laughs> it has got how many views? 1.4 million. That's beautiful. He's this Australian guy, and like he's doing like do like a drone shot of his yard, and all the yards around him have no grass in it, and then he's just perfect, beautiful, pristine. It looks like a putting green. It's beautiful. It's like the cinematography, pretty good too. Oh, it's incredible. So he had a drone. He had access to a drone to make this video. Yes, that's extra. It, it was just the most incredible lawn I've ever seen. I love seen, the though. internet. I wanna, like, do you know how long? It's one centimeter. That's how long his how lawn is. How do you keep it alive? It literally looks like a putting green. A lot of water, a lot of fertilizer. Yeah, that's insane. He's got to be spending so much money. Yeah. Sheesh. But I mean, he got 1.4 million views and it was a monetized video. So that's enough for at least like, what, one week of water yeah, in Australia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, so yes. Husker uh, football now? <laughs> yeah, let's go back in time to 2018, Elijah. Illinois falls to the Huskers 54 to 35. Wait, quick math. 2019 minus 2018. That's oh, one. This is last year. Yeah, this is last year. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, not yet. I didn't make that clear. Thanks for clearing that up for the listeners. Yeah. Confused. They were probably super confused. So the math there, 2018 plus one equals 2019. Which is... So you know the difference between the years is one? One, uh-huh. Which makes this last year. Wow. If the difference was two, if it was, say, 2017, then the game would be two years ago. You should have been a math professor. You explained that way better than any math professor I ever had. I need to have a chalkboard. Wow. Yeah. Brilliance. So, so last year, Illinois loses 35 to 54, a real barn burner. Yeah, they, they, they kept it close early. A.J. Bush played well. He was playing his former team, mm-hmm. and he, he really seemed like he wanted to will that team to victory. Nebraska was a little slow at the gates, but uh, Nebraska was able to consistently get some offense second, third, and fourth quarter. And it, was, it wasn't too close once we had those long touchdowns from uh, Devon Zigbo. Right. Pulled away. Kept the pressure on. Uh, if you remember, listeners, last year at home, this game played in Nebraska's alternate uniforms. The uh, throwback 100-year – was it 100 years? Is that what it was celebrating? Uh, Yeah. 100-year the, the, the 1918 uniform. team, yeah. Yeah, so throwing it back. So they because had those those off-white pants. I, I believe it's because the 1918 team had like – it was the it was the first black player in Nebraska football history. I want to say was that what it was? I thought it was just like the first. Was it just the fir- first year of? No, it wasn't just the first year. No, the reason was a uh, hundred years since the culmination of World War One. The new Adidas Prime Knit A One. Oh, classic! That sounds so cool, doesn't it? The Prime Knit A One A One Memorial Tribute Alternate Uniforms pay tribute to the hundredth anniversary of the end of World War One. Ah, uh, we play in Memorial Stadium, which was a tribute to, to World, World War One. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. Than what I said. There it was. The stadium has since been uh, since then. Uh, it was dedicated to World War, those Nebraskans who died in World War One and who served in the Civil War and Spanish American Wars. But the stadium has since been honoring Nebraskans who have served in World War Two, Korea. How does this relate to the 2019 game? Uh, I was just setting the stage of reminding us where we had okay. been and where we're going. Um, so that was last year, and I'm hoping to see a similar result this year. Um, but last week, let's talk about that. That Eastern Michigan quote-unquote game uh it was actually it was kind of fun to watch which is it got it got close at the end eastern michigan had a 15 point lead at one point yeah 
Yeah, and then Illinois clawed back into it. and Illinois scored in the first quarter and the fourth quarter, nothing yeah. in the second and the third. Yeah, and then they, it, it was heartbreak at the end for Illinois, um, which I think is good for Nebraska coming into this week. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I consistently saw on offense Eastern Illinois was – Eastern Michigan. Sorry, Eastern Michigan, excuse me, was – burning Illinois over the top. Illinois on defense last week was missing two defensive Both linemen of their, uh, and two starting safeties. safeties. Yeah. So consistently you saw Eastern Michigan burning Illinois over the top uh, with big passes. Honestly, it just felt like across the board, Eastern Michigan was dangerous against Illinois' defense. Um, <clears throat> Lovey Smith as a defensive coach, uh, that is not what you like to see if you're him. Um, he came in probably with a bad game plan. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like he was daring Eastern Michigan to throw the ball despite being down half of his secondary, which was interesting. Um, and Eastern Michigan capitalized. They get the win. You got to ex- expect that Lovey Smith is going to come in with a get better game plan against Nebraska this week. For sure. Yeah. So that sets up coming into this week. And I think this game, let's talk about the importance of this game for Illinois and for Nebraska, Elijah. Uh, for Illinois, for Lovey Smith, I think he's on. I'm not gonna call it the hot seat. I'm gonna call it the hot lovey seat. It's like a, like a love seat, the lovey, the lovey seat. He's got a hot lovey seat. Hmm. I think that might be the title of this episode. The, the lovey hot lovey seat. seat. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Or this is the hot love seat. Lovey Smith has still been unable to produce. What is his record in Big Ten play? It's not good. Um, this is his third season at the helm now, correct? Yes. Uh, his record, Lovey Smith in Big Ten play, uh, is eleven and twenty-eight. Hmm. Eleven and twenty-eight in Big Ten play. Um, that's that's what they call rough. Yeah, that is rough right off the start, and um, for sure he was a big name coach coming in a couple of years ago. Uh, so Lovey Smith is on the hot Lovey seat, and uh, Illinois now was hoping to play Nebraska. This week, coming in undefeated in a similar fashion that Nebraska was hoping to go into Ohio State undefeated. Mm -hmm. They're hoping to come into this big game, kick off Big Ten play, and then next week they are playing who? Well, they wanted to come into this game, say, to be able to knock off Nebraska. And if you can come in and beat Nebraska, you'd have a chance to vault yourself around the top 25. Yeah. Which sets yourself up great for the season. But now that you've lost to Eastern Michigan... uh. Your, your team's in, in danger mode because you can quickly go off the rails here with a tough matchup against Nebraska, followed by a matchup against... They're heading into Minnesota next week. Yeah, another another tough matchup. Uh, Minnesota's been hot. They're currently on the edge of the top 25. They've won three close games already this season. Correction, they have a... I think they have a bye week and then Minnesota. Okay. Um, but my, my point still stands where this now becomes a big game for you as Illinois because if you lose this one, you're now sitting at 500. Um, going into your bye week, and things can go off the rails very quickly. I'm sure Lovey Smith is going to come in, and he, the team's going to be raring to go. It's not going to be an easy game for Nebraska. Nebraska should win. We have more talent than them across the board. Uh, I think we have a better head coach offensively, um, and we have better fan support. I expect more Nebraska fans and Illinois fans in that stadium. For sure. So importance for Illinois is perhaps similar for uh, – is the importance for Illinois is perhaps similar to that of Nebraska. Both teams are just searching for a win to build energy going into the rest of the season and kicking off Big Ten play. Well, for Nebraska, it's danger that you're looking ahead too far. 
hmm. where you look ahead and you say, oh, Ohio State's on the horizon next week. Let's go just take, take care of business against Illinois. And I, I think the, the danger is people are going to be looking ahead too far, which is weird to say this, but I think that the injuries this week may have helped that. Where you're going to have guys coming in that haven't had many snaps. Brock Bando, um, Eli Sullivan, uh, Reed Carell coming in on the defense that are going to have to fill up, uh, fill in for Cam Taylor and Brendan Hymas. And I think that that might bring some energy back into the team because the team knows, okay, we're down a couple guys. We can't just go in there and walk through. we got to make sure that we come and bring our best effort. I think it might be good in the long run to have a couple guys sitting out. Nebraska's still seeking to prove themselves. As oh yeah, as both offensive and defensive units, they're both seeking to establish themselves. Still, especially after Colorado, I think. I, I think the defense is the one that's a little more concerning. Where now that they have give, gone a game without allowing a touchdown, they might be resting on their laurels. I think the offense still wants to go try to put up forty-two points and a half. You know, they still have so much to prove. Scott Frost has a lot to prove as a play caller. If Nebraska goes up big, I expect Scott Frost to keep the pedal to the metal for a while. Mm-hmm. He wants that big confidence-boosting win. He doesn't want to show too much of the play before Ohio State, obviously, but I think he would go in there and win seventy-seven to nothing if he could. Just, just keep it on. Keep the keep the energy up. Keep the aggression on. Mm-hmm. I'd, you'd you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? Not necessarily. There's there's a point where I'd feel bad. Um, <laughs> but for our players being exhausted on the field, <laughs> uh, I'd I'd feel a lot better if it was a team we lost to last year. Mm. Say it's uh, Northwestern. And we go put 77 on Northwestern. I, I'm not gonna like even think about that. There's no sweat there. That's I'm gonna celebrate that. It's Illinois. They've been down in their luck for how many years now? 70. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an exaggeration, but I, they won a national title back in like the 50s. I want to say. I have no idea of the history of Illinois. Doesn't matter. They're garbage now. They can barely put 10,000 people in a stadium. I'd feel a little well bad. Said. Well said. If they got if they got killed. But at the same time, we, we need this confidence-boosting win, and it would be good to have a huge win before the night before game day is deciding where they're going to go. The hey, oh my gosh. Uh, we'll talk about that. If college game day decides, if it chooses, if you, if you wake up on Saturday and hear that they are coming to Lincoln. Wake up on Sunday. Oh, is Sunday when they announced it? I thought they announced it on Saturday. Morning. Yeah, it's on Sunday. Sunday morning? Sunday morning. Okay, so if you wake up Sunday. Easy like Sunday Check morning. Twitter. Uh, you check Twitter, you see the news. We will be having a college game day episode. I don't care how we, I don't know how we're going to do it. That'd be our, our, our next Wednesday episode. Just a I whole episode would just be about college game day. Uh-huh. How much Kirk Herb street sucks. Yeah. How yeah. crazy Lee Corso has gotten. Yep. How cool Desmond Howard is. Um, what signs we're going to be taking to college game day on Saturday morning. Yep. The best way to sneak in booze. Yep. Um, we'll have it all for you, mm-hmm. but Let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. No, I think well, let's not look ahead too far. We we, we got to keep our focus on the Illinois game. Illinois right game, now. just like the players, Elijah. Yes, come on. If you're going to hold podcast hosts, if, if you're going to hold the players to it, we got to hold ourselves to it. No, we We're don't. F- <laughs> 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 yeah, you know. Gosh, I am excited for Ohio State. I want the Illinois game to be a game where after the first quarter, I can look ahead to Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. I don't want one of those games where it's in the third quarter and it's like sort of close, but not really. And it's like, well, we just need one score to put them away. And then we fumble the ball and they have good field position. And I'm like, uh, I don't want that game. Elijah, thanks for segueing us. Now let's talk about the game. Yeah. Yeah, the game. What What do you want to see from your Nebraska Cornhuskers this Saturday? The, the big thing I'm looking for is a quick start from the Husker offense. The past three weeks, every single game, the defense has come out. Uh, Frost said this in his uh, his presser that they came out doing things that we weren't expecting, and we may have been game planning for the wrong defenses. Yeah. Northern Illinois last week, 
all year had been uh, doing a 4-3 defense. Uh, also, they did some 3-4. And they come out last week in a 3-3 stack, which is basically... You have a nose guard, you have two defensive ends outside the tackle, and then you have uh, linebackers right behind the uh, every single defensive lineman. So it's a 3-3 stack. They're stacked on top of each other. It makes uh, some hard double-team angles to go and get that backer whenever it's either not sitting in the gap. And we struggled with that early, especially Martinez throwing the ball. He wasn't quite sure where his windows were. Yeah, Scott said we had to we had to keep formations on the field that we weren't expecting to be in the game. We, had, we played double tight a lot of it. You saw mm-hmm. Austin Allen and... Um, Jack Stoll on the field yeah. at the same time for a lot of the game. So uh, I fully expect Lovey Smith to have heard those comments and to have seen what Northern Illinois did last week and what Colorado did two weeks ago um, and to come out and give us some weird looks to try to confuse Martinez because I think that's got to be the game plan for these teams from here on out. It, it's not stop the offense. It's confuse Martinez and get us out of rhythm. And I think Lovey Smith's going to come out and try to do that. I think if, if they succeed at doing that, it will make the game closer because I think what I want to see from Nebraska personally is come out and just punch him in the mouth right away. And I think if we can do that, if we can find a way to – if we can't do it every single down, if if it's going to be a big play offense again this weekend, I think we have potential if we see anything from Eastern Michigan getting burned over the top, their safeties. I think our wide receivers have the speed and the talent to get free over the top. I'd love the first drive to punch him right in the mouth, big play over the top. Um, I mean – Looking back at their own tape, I have to imagine Illinois is going to see that as a weakness. I'm not sure how they're going to try to fix that. Um, but I think if Nebraska can do that from the beginning of the game, I think that's going to set the tone. And I think hopefully we can roll to a, a large margin of victory from that. I think the matchup to watch for this week is going to be either Brock Bando slash Brendan Hymas, whoever starts at left tackle, and then also uh, Farniak at right tackle against uh, Oluwe Batiku. By from, far the biggest threat they have on their defense, maybe their team, the the best talent they have he, on their team. He's up there in uh, sacks currently on the year in the nation. He has six sacks, 16 solo tackles, uh, just incredible stats for being three games in a row. A lot of tackles for loss as well. Yeah, he was a former five-star from the uh, the Maryland area, but he's not originally from Maryland. He's from Nigeria. He was a... Uh, an Say under- his name one more time. Oluwole. Batiku. It's spelled O L U W O L E. B E T I K U. If you have any pronunciation tips on that, let me know. Um, but he is a 6'3, 250 pound defensive lineman, number 47, for whenever you guys are watching the game on Saturday. That's who you guys should be watching. He is a former five star from Nigeria. What happened was is he heard about this tryout camp that was happening and he took a like eight hour bus ride over just like awful roads. He left his mom and went to that camp and it was a, a half football camp, half basketball camp. They were looking for talent basically to go sit in the United States and he gets there and he, his plan was to, to play basketball and he sees that there's just so many more basketball players there. And he looks at himself, he goes, well, I'm six three. I'm not like, you know, a seven footer who can go dominate these guys. So he said, let's try this football thing. And he tries it out. Turns out he's pretty naturally gifted at it. Um, gets to move to the United States, plays some pretty high-level uh, high school football. is a five-star and uh, commits to USC at high school. Plays at USC for a year. It's not what he expects down there. They go through the, uh, the head coaching change, and he ends up transferring back to Illinois, which is an interesting place. But now he is showing some potential. He is a redshirt sophomore, and he is going to most likely be an NFL talent someday uh, once he makes it through Illinois. Six sacks already on the year. He's going to be a force. And 
it's really going to be important as we go into Ohio State week to week after to see how we can play against a high-level defensive lineman. Uh, Whenever we play Iowa, we're going to be going up against uh, Epinesa. Yeah, against Ohio State, we have Chase Young, who's going to be a top-five pick next year. He is the best defensive lineman in college football, I'd argue. Uh, and Nebraska's got him next week. So I want to see how these offensive linemen from Nebraska can handle one high-level defensive lineman because next week against Ohio State, we're going up against three or four. For sure. I think that especially Illinois is going to rely on their pass rush uh, to be able to get Nebraska out of rhythm because of the deficiencies they have in the secondary. So going to be interesting to see how that that plays out. Everybody needs to be paying attention to that. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting storyline to look back at at the end of the game. Could, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I have low expectations about it. <laughs> I think I'm going to look back at the end of the game and be disappointed in how we handle him, but you got to watch. Uh, it's our first real test for the offensive line this year, going up against someone who's really good. Um, so I think we're going to do some learning, and I think that's okay. As long as we get out there with a the win. That's, as I said, the past two weeks, I want to have learning experiences and wins, and this is a big learning chance for the offensive line to go up against somebody of this level. I'll be curious to see how many times, what percentage of the time we run away from him. <laughs> I wanna, I'm more interested in how many times we run at him. Mm. I'm going to see if Scott Frost wants to challenge him and his offensive linemen, or sorry, our offensive linemen, to go up and just go block him and see what he can do early on. So watch for that, number 47 on Illinois. Ben, do you have anything to say about the Illinois offense? The Illinois offense, I'm looking to see their percentage between their run and their pass. In the game last week, they passed a higher percentage than they ran. I think that their offense needs to establish a run game. That that also comes from the fact that they were down most of the game. Right. You end up when you're down 15 points, you kind of have to start throwing the ball a little bit more. Um, but continue. No, I th- I think that especially keeping the ball in the offensive hands for them, I think that they can't be turning the ball over or um, they need to have control in this game, especially because I think Nebraska's offense is, has potential to rip open Illinois' defense. So I think their offense should be trying to control the ball uh, with the run, and uh, they should probably be running more often than they're passing. It's hard, though. I, I think this this plays in. I'd love to see them try to run more because I'd love to see the true strength of Nebraska's run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like a strength the past uh, week to uh, the first half of the Colorado game. It looked like a strength. Even, even the second, the second half. half. Yeah. Um, so I want to see, again, let's see. Let's put this defense to the test again. Let's see what our actual run defense is looks like uh if we i think if we can get them in a position of passing i think we're in a good spot and i'm gonna piggyback on this and i'm gonna say that as a nebraska fan the the main key this game is not gonna be how many yards we give up per play it's okay if we go out and we give up some yards i'm caring about turnovers i want to see how we can go get turnovers against a big 10 offense it's a lower level big 10 offense without a doubt it's illinois but i want to see if we can go for some turnovers and then getting off the field on third down I, I think Illinois, if they want to have uh, success in this game, they're going to have to have a high conversion rate on third down. They need to get themselves in third and manageable uh, by, as you said, running the ball first and second down, getting themselves into manageable spots because they want to do not necessarily RPO action, but they want to do some play action, quick passes, one step, three step drops. Uh, remember the AJ Bush last year? It's a very similar offense this year. Would, would you agree with that? Uh yeah, I'd say so. It's uh, who their their quarterback is. What's his name? Um, I'd say he's less of a threat than AJ. Bush. Oh, for sure, especially um, with his feet. But I think they they kind of want to do some similar things. Yeah, definitely, and similar things in terms of being 
mediocre. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. I feel like it was like hard to honestly read up on them and feel like there was like one thing that I was really worried about. Uh, Lovey Smith's a defensive coach, um, so the the matchup to definitely watch this game is not our defense versus their offense. Uh, the matchup to watch is our offense against their defense to see what they come out and do. Even storyline, I think we know what our defense is capable of. We've seen some some breakout performances, and even last week holding them to no touchdowns. I'm more interested this game to see how our offense responds to their defense. Like I, I really hope our offense continues to make steps in the right direction, and that this is a great chance for them to see. So I'm really excited to watch the offense this week. I fully expect our offense to come out and play better than we did like the first couple drives against Northern Illinois last week. Definitely. I think Scott Frost is going to have them a little more prepared for some different looks they might see as opposed to getting really zoned in and getting a lot of looks against one particular defense as mm-hmm. I think happened last week. How many points are our offense putting up Elijah? I'll say in the first half we're going to put up <laughs> I was going to say 17 but I'm not sure I trust us to make a field goal. <laughs> uh, is um, that still there, that's been less news this week. I I'll say like. I'll say 21. Um, we, we give up a disappointing touchdown to Illinois. It's 21-7 at half. I think Nebraska comes out with the win. Uh, let's go... Double it. Let's go 38-7. Nebraska gets the win. All right. I, I don't think they score in the second half. I think we hold them to one touchdown. Uh, maybe a field goal. Yeah. 38-10. That's, uh, that's exactly what I was going to predict. So I will... Um, I'll be an optimist. I'm going to say we... I'm going to say our offense actually scores more, Elijah. Mm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 41 or 48, 41 to, um, I'm going to say they get another field goal. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 13, 48, 13, 48, 13. Um, and do we have an offensive MVP for the game? Offensive MVP for Nebraska is going to be Maurice Washington. Mm, See now I, (laughs) I like that pick. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, so now you're so you wanted to be cool and have something else. Yeah, I'm not going to do the same thing as you, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, of, a, one of us class, has to be right. Classic younger brother issue. It's no fun if both of us are right or both of us are How, wrong. Who was right last week? Who was more right? We should actually keep track of this. I think I was more right. Yeah, I said Adrian, so. Yeah. But uh, who did I say? Uh, no, 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 no. I said Wandale, and that definitely yeah. wasn't true. You were closer in terms of offensive MVP. Yeah, I said not Mills, which was wrong. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm glad I'm glad we were wrong. Anyway, this week you are I say Mo Washington, you say I'm gonna go other side and I think Diedrich Mills has another good game. Alright. And I'm gonna go Diedrich Mills. Not huge stat stuffing, I think probably fifty something yards, but two touchdowns. And just kind of gives our offense that stating force. I liked what I saw last week from him. He got his eyes up a little better yep. and uh, read the game, was able to make some to, – to slow the game down, I think, and made some cuts. Uh, didn't just always lower his shoulder. He looked better last week. Defensively, who do you have for your MVP? Defensive MVP, I'm going to go with one of the Davis brothers. I think we're going to get some get some good uh, pressure. And uh, I'm saying strip sack. I don't actually. I actually didn't put a lot of thought into the defensive MVP. Honestly, can you talk and I'll I'll have yeah. an actual answer. You talk and I'll think. I got a, I got a couple options here. I think Darian Daniels has really impressed me this year. He was probably an unsung MVP on that defense uh, last week. He really clogged up the middle, um, but I don't see him being as much of a factor in this game. I think it's going to be somebody who's had a great year but been a little under the radar. I'm going to Caprio Boodle in this game. I think he gets a pick uh, with a with a pretty good return. You said Boodle last week. Did I? Yeah. That's okay though. You can repeat. Double dip. Double dip. It's just I'm, I'm waiting for the game from him. He's just been so solid. No one's really even throwing the ball to him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm expecting him to finally get a pick here this week. Um, 
and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go decap. Do you, do you have any amendments on your on your defensive MVP? Um, no, I still love the defensive line. I think I think we're gonna get good pressure there. Um, is it is it Carlos is leading the team with two sacks or is it? It's Khalil. I think it's Khalil is leading the team with two sacks. Um, I think more of the same. I think maybe dark horse candidate Will Honus. Uh, I think I could what? Disagree. Yeah. Do you disagree? But uh, it's your prediction. So. I feel like I was just trying to pick somebody interesting. Uh, if I'd go somebody interesting, I'd probably go Alex Davis. Okay. Um, I want to see what he can do uh, on, on the line of scrimmage. I think he would be my dark horse. Uh, another dark horse could be Cam Taylor. I don't think he's going to play. If Cam Taylor plays, I think now with how he's been playing this season, he's always a candidate for MVP. He comes up and he stuffs the run pretty well. Mm-hmm. He flies around the field. Uh, he, he's not like Lamar in decap where he's kind of stuck mm-hmm. out on an island all game. He can flow around, make some plays. Uh, he is going to be an NFL talent someday. Mark that down now. All right, marking it down, everybody. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I don't know. I feel like I was just throwing names. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Davis twins duo MVP. They're gonna both be MVP for me at the end of the week. Um, so Elijah, the over under for this game is what for all of our budding listeners out there. Am I supposed to just know the line off the top of my head? I feel like it, you're, it's ever gambling, man. It's ever changing. No, I'm not. Uh, I signed a contract. I, I can't gamble. Currently, the over-under for the Nebraska-Illinois game is uh, it's changing, and it's now at a uh, 7.5-point favorite for Nebraska. Seven? That's it? Oh, wait, no. It's now doubled to 13. Excuse me. Okay. It started Nebraska- at 7.5? Yes. And now it's up to 13? Yes. I still feel like that's low. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, can't. Oh, I don't. I don't see. I'm taking the over on that. There's, I don't see. Do you see that at? How close do you see that? Thirteen. Uh, we, it's a road team, but it's not gonna be a real home environment. If I was a betting man, I'd bet the over. All right, betting man. I'm, I'm gonna say Nebraska covers. Nebraska wins. I mean, I said it earlier, 38-10. So that's 28 points. Uh, Nebraska covers. Go big red. Go big red. So, our predictions for the game, everybody. Nebraska, first road win in the Scott Frost era coming at you tomorrow. Yeah, Nebraska covers. Uh, defensive MVP for me, DiCaprio Boodle. Offensive MVP, Dedrick Mills. For Ben, defensive MVP, Khalil Davis or Carlos Davis. Offensive MVP, Maurice Washington. I guess we're going to find out. Enjoy that game Saturday night, and we'll be back with you on Monday to tell you if college game day is coming to Lincoln. Woohoo! Hey, make sure to uh, comment and rate us on wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks. See you later.